Your attention, please, and welcome in to another episode of Yap Chicago. We appreciate you hitting play on wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Yap Chicago underscore or on Instagram at Yap Chicago. You can give us also give us a call at 312 985 6006. As always, this episode is brought to you by Tribe Coffee Co. Visit tribecoffeeco.com and use promo code YAPSHY for 10% off of your order. I'm your host, Ep- I am your host, Edgar Perez, sitting here alongside Leezy and Mike Bowling. Coming back for another week, we promise, after we were gone last week. <laughs> <laughs> like we keep repeating over and over again. We are three it's grown Super ass Bowl adults. It's Super Bowl week, man. It's Super Bowl week. <laughs> Our schedules get busy. No one is paying us for this podcast. <laughs> this is something why are you, we do. Them, why are you telling them we broke? Uh, I mean, we're not. We're not broke. We're just you know not profiting off of, of of this stuff. It's fun. Hey, if anybody's out there listening, and wanted some sponsorship, we promise we'll be more consistent. <laughs> Amen the only that. thing that keeps the only thing that keeps us rub, running is Tribe Coffee Co. Coffee. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you don't forget that promo code. Use Yap promo Shy. code Yep Shy for ten percent off your order. There we go. <laughs> no, but we're back. We uh, Super Bowl came and went. Uh, it's kind of good because my whiskey pick would have been wrong. Anyways, I had the Rams covering minus four. What did Lee's? You had, uh, what'd you have? I had the coin toss tails. Never fucking fails, but it fucking failed. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish we did the show last week because I had heads. I had any, any, any player or any player, not quarterback to throw a touchdown pass. Ooh. I had the Browns plus six and I had OBJ anytime touchdown. So I had a good weekend, man. It sounds like you guys had alternate weekends, though. The Browns. You wish it was the Browns. The Bengals. Or the Bengals. There whatever. <laughs> Ohio is the flyover state. <laughs> no, nah, I actually, I actually had a uh, Bengals with a uh, taking the four and a half. So helped out. Well, I had uh, I had the Rams minus four for my whiskey pick, but funny enough, the closer it got to game time, I was started to rethink it, and uh, I decided to cash it out. For the full amount, shout out DK. They didn't change the the price on it or whatever because I managed to cash it out before it went to four and a half. Uh, and then I just sprinkled it on props and stuff. So I, I did end up hitting Cooper Cup MVP. So that kind of nice. that kind of balanced out my the rest of my picks. And then I did take uh, the Rams money line when they were losing in the fourth quarter. After I saw Joe Burrow go down and get his knee twisted up. I was like, fuck, he's going to need that leg to move around, especially with that line. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. So, uh, I mean, it didn't look like it affected him much. But, uh, but yeah, during the game, I definitely threw some money at Rams' money line when they were down at plus money. So that helped me out. It wasn't too crazy of a weekend, but it wasn't a bad loss. I pretty much almost broke even. Yeah, break evens are wins. And oh, yeah. I'm actually kind of. Sad about the Cooper Cup pick because I had a future on Aaron Donald to win MVP, and I think he deserved it. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. Listen, a lot of times I think you you watch these games and the recency bias of – I'm not taking anything away from Cooper Cup. He had the best wide receiver year maybe of all time. But the fact that he scored two touchdowns, one obviously the game winner, Aaron Donald affected the game the entire game. 
I think he was a little bit limited in the first half, but Raheem Morris started to put five people on the line, meaning you couldn't double him. I mean, he literally grabbed uh, Pirine and pulled him back. I mean, he's like yeah. a 240-yard running back, and he <laughs> pulled him back with one arm. So I don't know. I, I I wasn't super confident that he'd have a chance to win. I mean, you could have made a case for Von Miller as well, had two sacks and a, and a deflected ball. So I was just happy it didn't go to Stafford. I mean, I think Stafford played a good game. <laughs> Um, the the MVP award and the Super Bowl starts to feel just like a quarterback award. So no hate on Cooper Cup. He had an unbelievable year. Great way to cap it. I wish I got that Aaron Donald, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I won enough that day. I'm kind of sad that football's over, but I thought overall a good game. I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was fun to see the Bengals take a lead and, you know, Jalen Ramsey's getting cooked all day. Nobody yep. wants to talk about that. Um so it was entertaining. I mean, I think you have a team that gets cons- constructed on selling away their picks and trading and spending money, and then you have a team that's very ultra-conservative and doesn't spend a lot of money and gets there anyway. So I think overall good for the league to to show you that, you know, even if you're a team that's not even predicted to win your division, you could come and end up in the Super Bowl if you get hot at the right time. So I enjoyed it. And I think Joe Burrow goes out or he he continues his legendary, you know, trajectory next year. Because they're going to have to spend money on O-line. That's really the, the thing that really held them back. Definitely. but And there's two things that I hate that every sports talk show is talking about. One of them is how Bengals are young, so they're going to come back. Man, I know it's a different sport, but like OKC Thunder, when they were young, went to the finals, were never able to come back. They actually ended up breaking up the team. Uh, Dolphins, back in the day with Dan Marino, went to the Super Bowl, weren't able to go back. You can't say stuff like that and just – especially not in a division where they beat the fuck out of each other. Like, let's be mm-hmm. honest. You have the Steelers. The Browns overall, like, roster-wise, they have a really good roster. It may not be – you know, Baker Mayfield may not be leading them down to get a championship, but the rest of their team is good as fuck. And the Steelers always, you know, play really well. Lamar Jackson is out here too. So, And that's just in their division. Then they're going to have to beat – more than likely, Patrick Mahomes again. They're going to have to be Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Yep. It's it's going to be tough. So for people to say that, I, I feel like you got to stop saying that. This, I, I honestly, I honestly feel like this was the year for them because they kind of ran into it. Um, yeah. The first the first matchup against the Titans didn't you feel like even though we all picked the Bengals to win, didn't you feel like Joe Burrow was getting his ass beat and you're just like. He's gonna die in there, like <laughs> for real. Get him, get him out of the fight. <laughs> it was like a fucking Rocky fight. You're like, get him out of there, like he's gonna die. <laughs> Throw in the but damn then, towel. <laughs> I mean, and, and I know you could but, point in the in a bunch of games. You could always point to a player too that that could change the outcome. But if it wasn't for that last, you know, second pick on a ball that it just it was an ugly ball. He got picked off, and then again, they put him in field position, so they didn't have to go far, really, to. Uh, to kick that game-winning field goal, if you know if they catch it further down the field, or if that pick never happens, you know we may not even see this team in the Super Bowl. But I, I'm with you, Lee. I yeah. think that AFC is way, way too tough to make any predictions on the Bengals. I mean, uh, the the story of uh, Joe Shiesty in the playoffs was it was a good story. It's going to be fun next year too to talk about him and, and really watch his team and what they do next year. But God, the AFC is tough, man, and. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we never see the Bengals in another Super Bowl playoffs. Even that, maybe, maybe a wild card game. But 
That I think that team has a lot of holes. I know they. I know we're saying all this to a, to a team that went to the Super Bowl, but still, I mean, we all, we all, we all watch sports long enough to know it just takes a team to get hot at the right time, and that's exactly what happened. I think this team has way second, too many holes for it to repeat it. Yeah, the second thing that everyone's talking about is what we have receipts for and have been saying for years, Matthew Stafford for Hall of Fame. Everyone's <laughs> fucking talking about it now. It started as a halfway joke before that. We're going to have to tell our kids that Matthew Stafford has the most touchdowns, most passing yards ever. We're going to have to tell our kids that. And now this motherfucker won a Super Bowl and he's going to the Hall of Fame for sure. And if anyone thinks otherwise, they're playing with themselves because look at the stats. (laughs) Yeah, numbers support it, man. That was one of the more intriguing storylines, I thought, of Super Bowl week. Just the amount of love that Detroit was giving. Um, I thought that was really cool. I mean, not to the point where you're making Detroit Rams. Detroit Rams, God. That shit is super lame. I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) Well, I mean, Detroit. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a loser franchise move. Yeah, what, what do you expect? <laughs> if my franchise was ass forever, and all of a sudden well, the guy that was with us through and through, you wait, know, he gets wait, a Super wait, Bowl, wait, wait. you're like, all right, no, cool, that not? shit is sure. embarrassing. I agree. You know, I'm not saying it's not, but it's like, all right, cool. I can understand like people having like a uh, they want to have that feel good moment for Matthew Stafford. I get it, but do, it sucks and it's think- and it's sad and pathetic. But what, what, <laughs> what more do they got, man? They're fucking Detroit. What, what do you want? Do you think they dusted off the Stafford jerseys and resold them? <laughs> there had to have been a bunch of left over. I mean, unless they right? tried to sell them on eBay for 15 bucks. I don't know. I'm happy for Stafford, though, and I think I agree. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. What people are not talking about enough, and I probably should table this until after you know we get closer to the next football season, but Who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Matt Stafford? I mean, they won the same exact amount of fucking Super Bowls, the same yeah. exact amount of time. God, well, yes. one guy's just won a lot more regular season games, but if you think about it, Matt Stafford played what nine, ten years with the Lions. Yeah. He wouldn't win shit, and then he gets in, gets his win. I don't know. We're talking about you know Rex Grossman got the same amount as Stafford, or, or not Rex Grossman? What's his name? Ah, uh, guy, I can't think of him. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, exactly. Joe Flacco got the same amount as everybody else. Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan been there. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. I saw a lot of that right talk. Right off into the sunset and uh, host Jeopardy or something. We won't have to deal with that <laughs> bitch anymore. <laughs> I saw a lot of that talk on Twitter today for sure about uh, even going comparing side-by-side for him to Matt Ryan. And someone brought up Eli again. Like once When you talk about mediocre quarterbacks, Eli's name always pops up and – it, it brings Eli up, has lived like the most charmed life ever. It's I know, and, so and it's good. It's good. he's gonna get a Super Bowl because of those two rings. But like, again, I, I'm in the camp that like Eli shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. But you know, same book, same people can make that argument for for Matthew Stafford. But Do, you yeah. know, I actually, I actually think he's like ninth in passing yards. Who surprisingly, Eli Manning. That's pretty good. Which, which is surprising. Like you wouldn't expect that from Eli. I don't know if I fucking dumb face Manning, right? All, are you talking all time? <laughs> I believe so. I want to say that. I think I heard a stat like he had fifty-seven thousand yards passing or something like that. That that we'd have to look up because that's pretty interesting. I'm looking that up. I don't, stats know, if, and info. I don't know if I believe that. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm happy for Stafford. I think that. You know, I think the other telling thing about just how these last couple football seasons have gone is Brady gets traded to Tampa. Tampa wins a Super Bowl. 
Stafford gets traded to the Rams, the Rams win a Super Bowl. So there's a lot of quarterbacks that are, you know, being talked about this year. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, you know. Is that the new formula? You trade for a guy who needs to get out of another situation and put some real hard hitters around him and see what happens? I mean, I think the Rams was – the last two Rams and Bucks had pretty strong defenses. So you're putting a quarterback into a situation where he can win immediately. Obviously, that makes a ton of sense as the formula, but – I think the more we can get trades, the more we can get people selling picks for for players. I think it just makes the NFL much more interesting. Like the Rams were an easy villain to root against, but in traditional standards, like teams don't do that. Teams don't sell off their picks for the next seven years just to make one go at it. Now you're hearing Sean McVay might retire. Aaron Donald might hang him up. Like you're really putting all your eggs in one basket to win one. And then once you win one, you stamp your legacy, and then the rest is all wash. So maybe that's really what you got to do moving forward. Was 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 this Rams team unlikable? Because I, I I didn't get that sense. I think everybody just was more compar- on the hype of Joe Burrow, but I don't that's think this, what it is. this Rams team In was comparison. I don't know. I see. Listen to me. Maybe maybe it was people are less not. I mean, people may not hate it as much as I think people do, but traditionally, like. Super team. That was a super team. Uh, there's no yeah. other way to to describe it. You got a quarterback who's a fringe Hall of Famer who needs a, a Super Bowl title. You got Aaron Donald who's been there who needs one. Jalen Ramsey who's been there. Need, you know, like all these top level players that cost you picks up until 2027. So when I say unlikable, I don't mean like the players on the field, but like the way you're assembled. The guys just like. And I think there's a lot of hate for for the Rams in general. You know the way that they bailed out of, out of St. Louis. You know that is what it is, and it's just a super money factory, and they got it done. So that to me is the interesting part. Like, is this the new way of of getting to the you know getting to the promised land? Because developing a team takes plenty of years, especially when you talk about what the AFC looks like. I mean, the Rams had to go through a bunch of good teams as well, so. Maybe you do got to stack the deck to to ensure that you get there and then hope you win the game. I mean, I, I think throughout the game, it felt like the Bengals really had them, you know, in, in a spot where they could win the game. So you're thinking about now you have this $5 billion building, you're playing in front of your home fans, I'm doing air quotes, and you have, you're down in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know, if you don't win that game, they probably look crazy for doing all the moves they did. Um, but – like I said, maybe that's the new the new wave of, of really how you get there. I, I think the the reason you say like they're hateable is because they would be as close to the New York Yankees in the NFL, where you, they quote unquote bought the championship, where they went out, they spent the money, they were okay with like going over tax, everything like that. They were selling their future, they're mortgaging their future to win right now, right? Yep. But then. My, I completely agree with you, but how you were saying that other teams are going to be trying to emulate the same thing, they're going to do it, but then pick the wrong players. So that shit's <laughs> going to be hilarious because there's going to be a couple franchises where they're going to be like, Kirk Cousins, that's who we need. And then it's going to be like, oh, shit, maybe he wasn't. Well, to, I saw that uh, there's a report out that Derek Carr might might demand $40 million in free agency this year. That's, that's a lot of money, dude. 
my brother like, right now is good. listening and he's like, pay that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my brother noted Derek Carr, super fan over here, but uh yeah, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's really the recipe to, to go through with this stuff. I mean Does does your brother though wear the eyeshadow when he watches them play? <laughs> <laughs> the Derek Carr eyeshadow? No. <laughs> At least I hope not. But if he does, whatever. But <laughs> But I don't know the Rams. Like, although they still went out and got the, so they got Ramsey. Vaughn Miller came over. A lot of their, obviously Matthew Stafford, but a lot of their stuff was still like they still had to draft Cooper Cup. They still had to draft before he got injured. Robert Woods who was a big part of their offense. All their running backs they drafted. Like, there's still elements of that where, where you still have to draft well. You still have to build that franchise, and if you have the the supporting cast in place, then yeah, then you do make that play for that, that uh, those all-star players. But I think that's, that's easier said than done. I mean, I mean, it's the reason why we don't see this blueprint in the NFL, but can other teams replicate it? Like Lee said, I think some are going to try not successfully, but I don't think with seeing what this Rams team did and how they got to this point, I still don't think it's, it's, it's a recipe for success. I think it's still draft the quarterback. Hope you get them. Hope you, Hit on a quarterback while they're on the rookie contract, and then try to put, you know, the wide receivers. The you could it's a revolving door running back. You could just rinse and repeat them at this point and build yep. a strong defense. Yeah, that's that's. I agree. I think that's how you. I think I think we've seen that blueprint it. more often than obviously what the Rams did, but uh, I think the other blueprint, like I said, like I just said, I think that's that's going to be the continuing blueprint going forward. So here's here's my pie in the sky prediction i think the cardinals are going to be very interesting next year if kyler murray gets his head on straight and i don't think that they're good but that's another place where you could see people wanting to go to rally up you've already started to see a little bit you know deandre hopkins is there jj watts there who knows how long they're going to continue playing but the allure of la i think helps you get an obj you get a von miller like these guys aren't going to link up in Green Bay, you know? So the idea that you go to a place where it's warm, you got all the money in the world, you got a young coach who may know what he's doing, like those are the franchises I feel like you got to really look at because, I don't know, is is anyone going to want to come play for the Bears? Why would you want to play in 12-degree weather when you can play in a palatial estate in Inglewood and take a helicopter games? Like all these things – I feel like matter. So it's going to be interesting. And I agree. Like you said, Lee's uh, we're going to see some people try it and that's going to make the NFL more fun. You know, we love to root against super teams and teams that are trying to just like pay their way to the super bowl and the championship. So when people do swing and miss, I think it's going to be a fun thing to kind of shit on. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. But um, with that being said, I, I know completely, completely different subject, but all this, all like all the superstar talk, what did you guys think of the fucking halftime show? Because that was my first realization of the fact that I'm old. Because <laughs> because before you guys remember, like, oh, why do they have the Rolling Stones? Why do they have this person on there? And I'm like, oh, man, now they have someone that's, like, you know, younger. And I was like, oh, wait. They're oh. Not, they're, all, they're all in their mid-50s. Just about. Right. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, that doesn't look like 50 Cent. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I thought I saw a lot of tweets about people saying that he looks like a full dollar now, and the, the rebuttal was, 
the rebuttal was you don't look the same as you did when that song came out also. So that true. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I we've we've watched quite a bit of these uh we've watched quite a bit of these halftime shows. This to me was something just beyond special. Um when you think about the stranglehold that 50 Cent had on our lives when we were young, you know, like Get Rich or Die Trying is a top hip hop album regarded ever. Um, he wasn't even on the bill. So when I saw him, I jumped out of my chair. I was, you know, th- those moments are very few and far between when it comes to Super Bowl halftime shows, in my opinion. You know, I think the most recent one was like Adam Levine brought out Travis Scott, but it's like, who cares? Like Travis Scott is very, <laughs> very new. Like he's popular, but like that, that mesh doesn't even really make any sense to me. When you think about Dre and, and Snoop Dogg and then you see 50 Cent hanging upside down it's like a blast from the past and you throw in Kendrick Lamar who's you know awesome like I don't know I I really enjoyed it I thought um, it should have been longer but you really don't have a ton of uh, real estate when you're talking about having a halftime show Um, my favorite part for sure was uh, Dre playing Still Dre on the piano that was epic man like I think they had this shit just so lit out there so Hopefully we get some more of those in the future because I think that the reception of it was like, let's definitely try this again. This definitely landed with the audience. I thought Kendrick Lamar was was the best part of that uh, of that performance. So I, I have something to say about that because I did like Kendrick's part, but for someone like, for example, my my dad was watching it with me, so was my uncle. They they were like. Like, who is this? And since they'd never really heard that music, for them, that was, like, the worst part. It, was, it wasn't anything splashy, but for us, it's like, oh, shit, that's K-Dot, you know? And he always so you- moves like that, you know? Like, that's his thing. Like, he doesn't want to have a bunch of features on his albums. He doesn't need a bunch of extra, you know, whatever. And I thought it was cool. I mean, like, shit. It probably rubbed a ton of people the wrong way, but you had a bunch of dancers on the on the forty fifty yard line doing the crip walk in LA. Like, that <laughs> shit was so lit, bro. Like that, it was such a vibe. So, yeah, I hope we get some more of this because I think, like I said, I mean, the audience reception was definitely like this was one of the best in a bunch of years, maybe ever. Yeah, crib walking dancers. You had Snoop Dogg throwing up the C's. You had a little <laughs> smoking weed right before the performance. I mean, overall, like like Lee said, it was just this halftime show was for people of our age and at least in our age group and that about, and uh, I'm with you. I was like, Oh fuck. Is this what, is, is this the same thing as like when our parents were like, Oh shit, the Rolling Stones are going to perform. We're like, oh, <laughs> I got a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but what about the commercials? I thought I'm not a big commercial guy. People love talking about the commercials. And I, at this point, I think we're like eight years past having good commercials they're not they're not an attractive thing for me anymore. Like even the people that are like, oh, I only watch Super Bowl for the commercial. I'm just like, why? Why waste your time? Go watch, go binge watch a show that you actually really like. You really Everybody who says that is lying. Yeah, they just want to yeah, be part sure. of the Super Bowl parties. It's I thought they were all whack, to be honest. They were, except for the QR code. That was the only one that had my interest. Yeah, because I because it felt like I was watching that episode of The Office where the where the little ball or the DVD ball the DVD goes in the side. corner. Yeah. That was the entire the party I was at. That was the only thing we were talking about. We Googled what it was. We're like, oh, it's some freaking investment 
coin whatever coinbase uh, coinbase and i'm like crypto balls. yo is this is this qr code gonna hit the corner exactly <laughs> and sure enough at the very end it did so that's genius marketing because i'm sure the production of that didn't cost a dollar but the space cost probably 15 million <laughs> i agree and there were definitely people shitting on it but i i think it was perfect because it was just long enough where you're like all right, what the fuck is this? I'm going to scan it. <laughs> exactly. You know? Like dude. if it was half that time, I would have been like, what the fuck was that? Whatever. Who cares? Move on. But it was just long enough where you're like, you're kind of waiting for something to happen. And when nothing's happening, you're like, well, I might as well pull my phone out and scan it. The fuck yeah. The, the, the site crashed. I heard yeah. like they, yeah. there's too many people on it. So they made, they made a statement by doing less. And I think nowadays less is more because a lot of those commercials were just like, what are we doing here? Like the first commercial was like a Toyota commercial. And I never showed a car. And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what the fuck on earth would this make any sense for? So I'm like, I'm already checked out of all these commercials. And Coinbase got me. So if I had to pick a winner, it'd be Coinbase. Yeah. And once again, hitting on the point where I felt old again, it's the fact that they use like Jim Carrey for like the cable guy reference. And I'm like, no one that is under 30 <laughs> is going to know what the fuck is going on right now. Like why would you why would you even do that? Like it's so dumb. Like, <laughs> I saw some other, this is unrelated, but I saw some other commentary about how kids were saying, you know, The Rock did the introductions, which I thought was super lame. It was like overdone. But a lot of kids were like, Oh, is that the guy from Fortnite? Like that's the funniest shit oh, in the world. Like, <laughs> the Rock literally used to do that speech on national television every week. And kids are like, oh, is that the guy from Fortnite? So, yeah, in 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 conclusion, we are old as shit. <laughs> is that the guy from Fast and the Furious? <laughs> I don't got friends. I got family. <laughs> no, it's Familia. Family, where's my Corona? It's Familia. Get the fucking Coronas out, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, yes. at, least, at least we got our Sundays back, right? Kind of, sort of. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, I feel, I'm going to feel a little like, lost without it, but. It's 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 going to be weird. We're going to have to look forward to the Sunday showcases in the NBA. And as long as the Bulls don't play any more ESPN games after getting that last win, I think I'll be fine. So if they don't end up ever playing that matinee on Sundays, I'll be straight with that. <laughs> before before we move on to basketball, because I know we're gonna we're gonna jump into that here soon. Lee's, you were right. Eli Manning was ninth in the all time uh, NFL passing leaders, which was very surprising to me. Thank you. I'm going to go get a celebration seltzer right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Celebration seltzers. And I think celebration seltzers are probably in order for the Bulls taking care of business the last four games. DeMar DeRozan has been on an amazing streak of 30. God damn, please. You got to grab your seltzer so damn loud. Hell yeah. Like, where are you grabbing it out of? Are you digging on the box? Are you just ripping that box open as you're talking right now? I'm trying to have it, you know where it's an interactive experience with the fans. Like, this is a time to get a drink, everyone. As we're transitioning to a new topic. All right, thank you. Is, All right, thank he is, you. He is beating the shit out of his refrigerator to get this, <laughs> to get this seltzer popping on a Tuesday night. What are you, the uh, fucking fonts? You're busy, punching the refrigerator seltzer? so it could open? Pro- promo code? Yep, shy. What is that? Busy hard seltzer. Busy hard seltzer. Never tried it. That's them. the one without antioxidants, so he's trying to be healthy over there somehow. <laughs> Never in my fridge, so I just fucking grab it. Vizzy, if you want to sponsor this podcast, 
hit us up. 312 Yeah, I'll bring from now until I'm <laughs> fucking dead if you want to sponsor this podcast. Yeah, that sounds great. First taste, strawberry kiwi, fire. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to get to the store. Strawberry kiwis, huh? Vizzy. Interesting. Hell well, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting on to Bulls um, tomorrow, like you said, Edgar. Um, you guys out of his mind right now. 35, what is it? Seven, six games with 35 or more on 50% shooting. Yep. That is, I don't know how many other people have done it. <laughs> I feel like they we're getting close to like rare air here. And we've talked a lot and the, the media has, <laughs> I don't know if the media has, but Bulls Twitter has definitely given the Nick Friedels of the world enough shit about this being the worst signing of the off season. But I'm I'm really interested in shifting the narrative away from that and shifting it towards this could be the best for, you know signing one of the best signings in Chicago sports history if he continues to play this well or even somewhat this well for the duration of his contract. The way I think I told, about it Go ahead, go ahead. I totally thought you were going to go sidetrack off of it and be like I want to change the narrative to how bad Kobe White stinks. <laughs> okay, I will. I will give my full thoughts on Kobe White <laughs> in a minute. But I, I really have been starting to think about this, like when the Cubs signed John Lester. Like it, it, it felt like it changed the culture. It felt like a, a, a legitimate All Star, you know, pie in the sky Hall of Famer, maybe had bought into an organization that had no buy-in from any free agents recently. And he has been all that and then some. I mean, we've talked a lot about how he's taken Io under his wing. He's taken a lot of pressure off of Zach. Um, and he's doing this all by shooting mid-range jumpers, which is the complete opposite of what the NBA is going towards. So you got to give that man his props and, and you know – you're scoring 35 plus on on twos and free throws. It allows you to be very efficient. And you know, like last night, he was 15 of 18, and he scored all his damn points in the fourth quarter. So right when it matters, <laughs> he's always stepping up. And um, yeah, I, I took a little ticket on him to win MVP, and we know he's not going to win, but he's making a damn sure good case to be in that discussion and as a top five, you know, MVP vote getter. The other part of it, he's so respected around the league by his peers that that is probably going to push him into the discussion once you know the rubber meets the road. Forty points for Demar on Monday night against the Spurs. Didn't take a single three. Amazing. Yeah, he's definitely been on a tear. And actually, I was at that game on on Monday night, and uh, I, I we splurged a little me and my wife because we went for Valentine's Day, and uh, we got some seats five rows back in the hundred hundred level section. 100 level sections and uh to see these guys up close and to just see how fucking big they are how fast Ooh. and athletic they are it's truly uh really impressive but the bulls are wrapping up the first half of the of their season here before the all-star break and they're sitting in a tie still for first with the miami heat miami heat of course had the tiebreaker but uh i i I see all the love that the the Bulls are getting, and it's it's great, and it's it's fun to watch. Even with them, you know, getting hit with COVID early, getting hit with injuries now here after all the COVID stuff. But um, maybe I've been hanging around with Lee's too much. But <laughs> it's starting to. I, I don't know how much of this Demar can keep up. This is something that 
like you said, uh, bowling, we we don't really see this. We haven't seen this ever. Like MJ uh-huh. didn't even didn't even go on this hot of a streak that that Demar's on. So to see what he's been doing and like he's been carrying us through. You know all the injuries. Now Zach's dealing with a possible knee issue that he's going to go checked out. Going to go get checked out. And uh, if God forbid we receive some bad news on Zach, can we really ask Demar to continue to carry this team? I know Vuc. I know Vucci has been playing a little better now. Kobe has been semi more consistent. I know he was hot on Monday, and unfortunately, that's what we kind of have to live with with Kobe White. His his on and off hot streaks, but um, it, it's tough. I, I I really don't know if. DeMar can sustain this all the way through a playoff run. And that worries. So, yeah, definitely. So the playoff run is the biggest thing because if you guys see the shots that he's also making, it's not only the fact that they are mid-range shots. They're difficult, highly defended. They are, you know, high-level difficulty shots that he's making. But he's making them right now, right? So once a team has a, a chance to make, adjustments and whatnot, those aren't going to fall nearly as much when it comes to a playoff series. And this is me not being pessimistic. It's just facts. Everything kind of slows down and gets bogged down in the playoffs, right? So the biggest thing right now is Levine's knee. Levine's knee has to be good for them to have any type of chance to make a deep run into the playoffs. doesn't matter how, how well DeMar DeRozan is playing because if he is able to – so, once again, from an outside perspective, I've heard multiple people say they are more afraid of Levine because he could go nuclear. Mm-hmm. He can go nuclear. DeMar DeRozan has a high ce- high floor. It has a good ceiling, but the ceiling that, the, that Levine has to just explode on a game, he can go on a couple of dunks in a row to be able to just turn the tide like that. He can hit a, a contested three from deep and take the soul out of the team just by hitting that shot. DeMar DeRozan has a lot of um, tricks up his bag. He has, a, he has a huge tool bag when it comes to the shots that he can make. But it's completely different compared to Levine, where he can actually snatch the soul from a team just with two, three plays. So I, that's the biggest worry for me when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying because – DeMar is a perfect closer. You know, you, you, can re- you can rely on him to make a shot if you're on a 10, you know, down on a 10-0 run or whatever, and you need a bucket. If you need a bucket at the end of the game, like you said, Lee, he, he's making a lot of contested mid- mid-range jumpers. One of the things that people don't talk about enough is how often he's on the ground. Like, he be getting mauled. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he takes a lot of punishment. So what we need is <laughs> Zach to be healthy because – then you can space the floor better. I think the way that they've played recently with Vooch kind of turning it on and he's averaging, you know, 20 plus and 12 boards over the last 10 games or something like that. Like when you use him to space the floor, good things happen. Now you're not necessarily worried about DeMar DeRozan making three of six from three because he doesn't take those shots, but you have to honor that with Zach Levine. So when you're talking about spacing, you got much more lane, for Vooch to kind of operate and get in the post when you have to, you know, cover the elbow with DeMar and then you have to cover the three-point line with guys like Kobe and Zach and and the other shooters we've assembled. So, yeah, we're worried about Zach's knee. He's going to see the specialist. 
fingers crossed. But, you know, the, the best news, I mean, I guess the worst case scenario would be Zach is shut down until the playoffs or something. And then we kind of just tread water until we get there. If he's done for the year, this is going to be really hard news to kind of deal with. And then, you know, the, the trade deadline will look like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but the, the 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 narrative was we're in second place in the East and we've not been healthy all year. Getting Lonzo and Caruso back minus Zach doesn't really make a, a humongous difference in my opinion. It makes us better, but if you're trying to take if you're trying to make a deep playoff run and win a couple series and give yourself a chance to win the conference, you're going to need a guy like Zach Levine who can go off like you said, like can go nuclear and you know, you're you're double teaming Demar on every play. You got to contest the shot from Zach. Like two people are going to be open in those situations. So we need him to be healthy. I'll be doing my uh, my famous seance rain dance for him to have a, a, a strong, healthy knee because that would be such a deflating way to end just an awesome season um, if, if we can't really kind of compete the way we want to in the playoffs. Completely random question. And this is just in general, not not for Zach Levine in particular. But would you guys ever give up your whatever body part the person got injured from your favorite team <laughs> so that they can be healthy? So, like, for example, like, hypothetically, you can, like, let's say it's his left knee. He has a complete ACL tear, let's say. Would you give up your complete left ACL so that he can become healthy right away? Me personally, or just hypothetically? you personally, you personally, hypothetically. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, I would do it. Why not? I mean, like you, could, you have to, you have to go full, through the rehab and all that. I'll give stuff. full payment on the rehab and everything. I don't have to pay out of pocket for any of it. Sure, I don't know, man. I don't know how your insurance works. <laughs> okay, well, let's say I get Zach Levine's. Zach Levine gets my knee, and I get his his insurance benefits and rehabilitation centers then fuck yeah. I mean, what the fuck am I doing? I got plenty of time to play, you know, more rec league baseball and shit. It's been so fucking long since the Bulls have been good, dude. I'd give him whatever the fuck he wants, man. Just come back and play. That's why I said it doesn't have to be Zach Levine. So, like, let's say when, when like, the Cubs were doing real well and Anthony Rizzo, like, had back stuff. He could have my whole back, dude. Just just take it. Just transfuse my back and you can have mine. I said transfuse. Yo. <laughs> he can have my back. I don't even care. I got his back. He can have mine. Speaking of Rizzo, and this is off topic. We're talking baseball? I don't even really care if he comes back, but we can get into that later because I know we're going to talk baseball, but you mentioned him. But, yes, I would give up whatever whatever the trade-off is, I would do it because that's how starving I am. for either, And that's like Bulls. Bears, I don't give a shit about the Blackhawks anymore. But like, it's been so long. Like, it's time. So if I could help in that way, just give me a little replica ring and pay for my rehab, <laughs> and I'm good. I wouldn't, man. I need my knees for work. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you do. See? That's true. That's true. Oh, I mean, man. like, shit. I'm working from home. It's not like I got to commute. I got to go in. I got to be bed. in the studio. I got to climb ladders. I got to run around with the steady cam strapped to my chest. Like, it's. I, I I need my legs. I can't afford a, a year off doing rehab shit. Like I know they might like find something else for me to do, but like I don't want to be doing that shit. I like working in the studio. It's fun. 
But see, that's why we're a team. Knees, I'll, give up, I'll give up my knee. You stay at work. We all party together. Yeah, Bulls win go. the NBA Finals. It's perfect. I'll meet you guys after we're done with the shows, and it's fine. You know, you can roll up in a scooter, or if it's like in the Achilles, or uh, or a hey, I'm not gonna lie, bro. <laughs> the little knee scooter, I don't want to get hurt, but the knee scooter kind of dope. Very good conversation starter. I was about <laughs> maybe, to say that. May, maybe a girl at a bar looks at you like a little puppy dog and says, "Oh, let me buy you a tequila shot." Then you're good. You're in business. A, like, what's wrong a, with that? I'll take it's that. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah, it's a good icebreaker. We got Why we got to get our guy uh, Cam Smith on the podcast again because he was recently <laughs> on one of those knee knee scooters because he had a, an Achilles rupture and uh, he's battling back. He's off the scooter now. He's just in a walking boot, but uh, I'm not gonna lie, it looked fun. He was rolling around the office in that scooter. <laughs> it made it made travel a lot easier. He was getting from one place to another. Just a little, excuse me, excuse me, just zooming by. Like <laughs> I was a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie. I'm- I'm not going to lie, bro. I want to get him on the show so he can absolutely tell us how horrible that was. <laughs> and we're over here talking about, yeah, sure, I'll take it. I'm sure he was like, I would absolutely never wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah, I'm sure, especially because he, he had the rupture playing basketball. And I'm sure he would rather be playing basketball, oh. even at like a fucking, you know, YMCA or, or an export yeah, or whatever open level, gym. open gym. He just wants to play some ball instead of uh, dealing with this next year of uh, Achilles recovery. <laughs> Mm, damn, that's tough, man. Yeah, a little tough. But so you brought up the fact that I'm sorry, I got to backtrack because I already called you guys traitors for uh, not wanting Rizzo out of the trio, out of the trio of Rizzo, oh, Bryant, team. and Baez. Oh, you're going way so back. You, yeah, I am. This is like <laughs> there's lost tapes of yapping stuff. But, <laughs> this might have been but, in rehearsals. Right, <laughs> but. <laughs> With, with that being said, you yeah, guys, believe it or not, we did rehearse, but it might not sound like it, but whatever. Continue, Lisa. Right. You you wouldn't want to have Rizzo back? Nah, I'm over it, bro. Um, you know, I feel like the pain of letting all these guys go at once was shitty. Um, and I and I do remember Rizzo saying that he wanted more money and he deserved more money, and him turning down what I thought was a fairly decent offer. Um, so. You know, now you're coming back as, you know, with your head in your hands and you're going to take a short term deal, you know, whatever. I I don't know. To me, it feels like if we're going to sign someone from the last, you know, core, they got to put the money towards Chris Bryant. I mean, how many times did Chris Bryant play first base to spell Rizzo, who had a bad back? Bryant holds the best value. Um, I'm happy for Javi in Detroit. I think Detroit's going to really like him. Um they may not like the 220 strikeouts, but he's a really <laughs> exciting player. And in a city like that where there's not a ton of excitement um, lately, th- he's definitely an upgrade for what they had. So if it were me, I would go after all- other people. We've found that you know Frank Schwindel is a serviceable first baseman and had a really, really good second half of the year. Can he keep that up when people make adjustments to him being a full-time player? Who knows? But – you're gonna sign anyone from that core. It's got to be Chris Bryant, in my opinion. I agree. I, I I feel the same way. I'm kind of okay with closing that chapter on Anthony Rizzo. We appreciate everything he did. It was great watching him in his career with the Cubs. But yeah, like you said, I don't really need that. Like health's a big question with him. Like, what's the point? Like, we know we're not gonna be good. So like, I don't need that sentimental signing of bringing Anthony Rizzo back. Like you said, for what? Like, unless. 
you bring him in and you hope he has a good first half and you flip him again. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you're bringing him in, you're going to sell him as a feel good story. I don't know how he or the fans would feel about that part because we not maybe into it, but I'm sure there's a, a ton of fans that will say, yeah, bring back Anthony Rizzo, bring back his Chris Bryant, but you can't have them all. And yeah, I think they should definitely make a run at Chris Bryant over Anthony Rizzo, but I really don't know what the Cubs game plan is going into this offseason. It's I think it's a lot of question marks and they're like they can't even report right now to to uh to training camp. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today on Tuesday and there's no CBA, there's no baseball so far and I I honestly don't know how much progress they're making. I did see last week they had the universal DH. They were coming closer to an agreement with with that plus having some sort of lottery system for uh, the, the teams to prevent tanking. I don't know where we stand overall as a team in a division in the overall speak. look of everything. And I just Shut too, up. too many questions. <laughs> what are you talking about? No way. Are you? We're not starting this. We're not starting this in February when pitchers and catchers were supposed to report, but nobody reported. We got to find out when the season starts and then I'll talk my shit, but I'm not going to let you sit here. I mean, say we stink. You stink. Baseball baseball doesn't exist right now, but you guys would still be at least third in the division. (laughs) (laughs) And what would would you be? First, because we're in a shitty division. Come on. How? In the division? The Tigers are going to be much better, and you know that. The Indians are always up your ass. Guardians. You might be third. What are you talking about? (laughs) You think the Brewers got better? Get out of here. Christian Yelich blows. That guy sucks <laughs> at baseball. The, the Guardians you just made are, me so mad on a Tuesday night. The, the Guardians are going to be in Selmo. They already fucking traded Lindor last year. Bro, you know how crazy it is that I just called them the Indians? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't wait till you're canceled, bully. How dare you, sir? Yeah, I know, G. It's, it's, a hard, it's a hard habit to break. I get it. But, like, hey, we, we all got to go through it. It's the Guardians. It's It's the Commanders. It's a make or miss league, you it's know. A make or miss league. You know, sometimes you sometimes you get a hit, sometimes it goes to the basket. You know, whatever. But Commanders also trash name. Yeah, Washington football. Team. So so the Guardians. So the, Gar- the Guardians. Would you rather have? Would rough. you rather have Guardians or, or or the Commanders? The football team. Uh, football team. I agree, yeah. but that wasn't the question. You got to pick Bro, one. They had a great opportunity. You got to pick one as a baseball club. That would have been dope too. Cleveland Baseball Club. You Cleveland FC. Stupid, you, could, you could keep the stupid C hat. CBC. That's the one they got to use anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm actually like just expressing my frustration that the the owners are still being a bunch of jagoffs. I, I with all the money that they make, you would think that they would have a little more sense, and that to me is just like overall generational greed. And I understand because it's been going on forever, but I'm happy that the players are standing on their shit. I think eventually it's going to take, you know, some really hard decisions if they want to continue their stance, but they got to get a, they got to get a deal done. It would be tremendously horrible for the game of baseball. If they don't start on time, if they lose months of the baseball season, people already don't care about baseball. And when you're talking about being up against nothing else but the NBA in the early spring and, you know, early summer, people are just never going to play it. You know, people are never going to fuck with baseball that are young if it's just not there. So they got to get a deal done. 
they just went through this during the fucking COVID lockout thing. Yep. They they were trying to be assholes, the owners, and it backfired on them. Yep. Why are they going through it again? Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, you just lost out on all that money, and you were <laughs> mad. They were trying to say, like, we're going to shut down for the whole year because we can't have any fans. And then they bring it back because they're like, oh, shit, we're actually losing out on TV revenue. We're losing out on all that crap, right? And that was because of the pandemic. Yep. Right. That's what now I'm you're saying, talking though. about just like money greed. So now you're, you're losing TV revenue and fans and fans for the future. <laughs> and my ten dollars of a Modelo drink at the at Comiskey Park that I pay for every fucking time. How but, much is the margarita in the backpack? That got to be like thirteen bucks. Those are pretty fire, bro. The backpack margarita is some of the best thing about Chicago. Period. Low key though, they have a lemonade drink with vodka. Pretty fucking good. And it's like good bang for your buck. It's like 10, 12 bucks, but it's a pretty sizable amount. At Sox Park? Yeah. See, this is just making me more sad. (laughs) Also, side note, uh, former person that um, visited the podcast often, Cap, Mm -hmm. uh, he he actually stated that he is going to attempt the 9x9 at least once a year until he completes it. So nine beers and nine innings. Nine beers, nine hot dogs. Nine beers, nine hot dogs, nine innings. Yep. That's – I would like to make a show show trip out of that. That sounds not easy, but it sounds like a a literally like the best time ever. Because beer and hot dogs – He got close. It can't can't be a really hot day, though. If it's a really hot day, you're in big trouble, I think. That's true. Also, he can't he, pregame like he did before attempting. Oh yeah, no, that would be a deal breaker. <laughs> like you have to your pregame. Yeah, like he had like two. Your three pregame drinks. is three innings. It's like you gotta right. drink your beers, and then like by the time you get to the fourth or fifth beer, it's like okay, I'm drunk, but I just gotta put them away. <laughs> you have to finish the beer and the hot dog by that inning. So you better hope okay, it's not a quick. Wait, wait. Okay, so now I'm like completely invested, and I want to try this. <laughs> can you only drink and eat one beer an inning or can you do can you chug two beers in the first inning and then make sure you have two hot dogs done by the second inning so from what i thought it was you have to do the one beer one hot dog per inning because it makes it harder because then it settles a bit right that does it's worse but then you got i would what i then by the seventh inning you gotta order to three beers the first couple beers yeah yeah but then by the seventh inning you gotta order three beers and you gotta hope they don't get hot Right. While you're waiting for the innings to pass. Because now you just got so, beers chilling. Because you can't order past the seventh inning, so now you're just waiting. Exactly. So this is very interesting. So now you might, so now you the, might be the, full. You should be bloated with all the beer. You're going to be full from the hot dogs, and now you're forced to drink two hot beers in the eighth and ninth innings. And you obviously so, can't throw up. You can't throw up. Yeah, you, can't, you, you can't yak and rally. got to hold it Okay, down. Yeah. No, no puke and rally is really ridiculous, because that is a normal part of being a human, <laughs> human being. But... So to me, and now we're breaking down this amazing game, is your starting pitcher is very important and your closer yes. is very important. Your middle relief guys don't mean shit. So as long as you get two beers down in the first inning and a half, eat the two hot dogs, the middle part is where you coast, right? People start to not care about what's going on in the game. Maybe the middle relief pitchers are shitty and they're giving up a bunch of home runs. You're probably going to have a little more time in there. And then the closers is when it's hypervolt, right? Like you're going to just have a bunch of strikeouts. So 
you got to get your work done early and late. And I think the warm beers might help you. If it's not like a super hot day and it gets super warm, those might help. Because the cold so beer can- is really hard to chug. Keb got close. He was about seven and he was like seven and a half beers in and about to be the seventh hot dog in. But it it was too much for my guy Keb. <laughs> he, he, he got to seven and seven, dude. That is so, that's impressive. That's so that's impressive a lot. to me. That's a lot. That's of so impressive to me. And the thing was that he it wasn't even the, the beer or the alcohol because we did pregame. We we had a couple beers. We had a couple shots beforehand, but it was the fact that the the density of like the, the hot dogs <laughs> yeah. started becoming too much for him. <laughs> so okay, so another the, thing, the girthy I'm Franks. thinking about this girthy so Franks. Much. You cannot eat. You cannot. It's probably not possible in Chicago because we have the best hot dogs. You'd have to do it at like. Detroit, where they give you like those flimsy ass Nathan hot dogs that don't taste like anything. Well, if if you get a hot dog from the hot dog vendor, they're just giving you this squished ass fucking hot dog in a steam bun, and they just kind of throw mustard packets at you. I mean, they're not right. You're not exactly was getting putting, a fully loaded Chicago dog from a vendor. Hot dogs? At the beginning, he was, and I think <laughs> I I actually think the first one he also got like grilled onions, and then he was just oh. like he was just like no, like I can't do that for all of these. Like I just to the point where he started dipping the dog into the beer. <laughs> that is what that he was going to be my point. He tried to join chest at it. Oh my god! You got to get you got to soak up some of the beer in the bun. That's disgusting. And then, then you're leaving yourself less beer. This guy seems like a genius. I, I would love to try this with him. We should have a I show think we should try where it again. we invite like 20 people and everyone has to try it and hope we don't get kicked out of the game. But I think we probably would. It'd be so much puke. <laughs> Can you imagine just. Ten. Hey, they At got least a shower ten. in, ten in the outfield, of- dude. You could just go out there and take the shower. The <laughs> Get the fuck out the way, kids. <laughs> this might be oh, the funniest man. conversation we've ever had on the oh, show. Shit, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying it, but I, I, I'm with you, Bowling. I think we got to do way more research than we think. Like, you got to go on a day after like that they wasted their bullpen because mm-hmm. you know you're going to get a bunch of shit relievers, so that might buy you time, because like you said, they might just be getting rocked. Fuck it, they might throw a position player out there or something. But Yeah, dude, we would have to go on like a, <laughs> the day after a 15-inning game, they're doing a bullpen game, and the over-under is like 11-and-a-half runs. <laughs> like the over-under so, matters. <laughs> I, I actually thought about this as well when it comes to your body. So I was like, what you should do, hypothetically, is wake up early, go to the gym and just do cardio for like maybe like 30 minutes to 40 minutes, have a light breakfast because you can't be too hungry when you start eating and drinking yeah, right. because then you just, you just get full quick, right? Have like a light breakfast. And then by the time that you get to the game, you're like, all right, cool. I'm starting to get hungry now. <laughs> and then you just fucking hit that shit, you know? But you can't. You, there's, you can't tailgate. There's just so many f- things that you just have to be disciplined you have with. To show up 30 minutes before game time and just go sit in your yeah. seat. Go, go right. Go right to your seat. <laughs> you just cannot sit do down. not pass go. Do not collect two hundred. You have to be. You have to be hitting <laughs> the kids trying to get signatures and shit. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to make history here. What the fuck are you doing, kid? Get that glove out of here. You ain't gonna catch shit. 
Also, you got to be up in the nosebleeds. You can't be anywhere around people that like actually paid a lot of money for their tickets because I think you're gonna get side eyed pretty, pretty, pretty yeah, heavily. It'd, be, just... it'd get pretty embarrassing, I think. Yeah. We also that need like so a, funny. We also need like a designated uh, like runner to go get the beers and hot dogs because if you got to get up every inning. Well, I think I think the moving around's got to help, right? Yeah, like if you're so. sitting the whole time and then you stand up to go pee, you're gonna be wasted. <laughs> like you're gonna have to do a little bit of moving around. Well, what if what if you're in line and all of a sudden the the top of the the top of the fourth just flies by? You're like, holy shit! Now I only got the bottom of the bottom of the fourth to finish this hot dog and beer. So you, gonna... you kind of have to come with a buddy. Like each person has one designated. Like, hey, I'll go get, I'll go get this shit for you. Blah blah blah. While you go take a piss or whatever you have to do, like walk around. I honestly, Cap was actually walking around for a little bit. Cause he was like, dude, I, I feel like I'm going to die. If I continue to sit here, <laughs> the average major league baseball game last season was three hours, 10 minutes and seven seconds. That is so much food and drink in three hours. The, the beers, nine out, nine beers in three and a half hours is not going to be shit. It's the combination of the two, man. Like, Man, those started, hot dogs are gonna taste like shit when you're trying to eat them. He started getting mad at the oh hot dog gosh. stand because he was like, "Why do you guys keep giving me big hot dogs?" <laughs> <laughs> so funniest shit I've ever heard. Uh, and the people in line are probably like, "Shit, I'll take the one you just gave him." Because right? <laughs> why would anybody care about that? You know, when you we have to go on the dollar oh, hot dog fuck. day. Because that's when they mass produce them and they're probably not as good. That's the day to go. Because then you're going to be slamming them. You're going to be eating them without any condiments on them anyway. So grab six of them at once. Just let them sit there. Maybe eat two at a time. I think it's doable. I think it's doable. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm definitely going to (laughs) try. You also got to find a place where they're giving you 12-ounce beers instead of fucking... Yeah, sixteen. And you got to drink cans whatever the lightest beer is available. Like if you're trying to drink Modelo's or Revolution, you'll just die. You'll die. So I, actually, <laughs> I actually think somewhere that will be cheaper, and I'm guessing their hot dogs are worse. And I'm going to officially say the bet is over. I owe Edgar a trip to St. Louis. So <laughs> that's right. It, it's actually going to be on me, a trip to St. Louis for him, where I get hotel and tickets to a game. So, yeah, I'm down to go to St. Louis for that. That sounds I'm great. Pretty, I'm yeah, pretty I'll, sure I'll puke all over cheaper. their ballpark, sure. Yeah, right? Like, who gives a fuck? They're never going to see us again. <laughs> like, they're like they're going to see us on the news. I mean, we'll have that <laughs> forever. <laughs> like, at Comiskey, I feel like I go, I, I go there like 10 to 15 times a year, you know, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I don't want to go there and be like, oh. Yeah, you can't shit with me. I definitely understand that. You got to definitely go outside of the realm for it's, sure. It's funny you brought that up because I, I just switched phones. And, you know, when you switch phones and you transfer all that data over and shit, I was going through the photos of all the shit that was transferring over. And I found a screenshot of when we made that five-year bet. Hell yeah. I just sent it to you boys. Bowling, That's look so at this fucking. Good. We just had a random like Snapchat conversation. And we just made That's a amazing. five-year bet. That's awesome. Hell yeah. This is how you know we bet on the dumbest shit as well. Like, (laughs) we bet on a future for one team. (laughs) 
and neither neither of you like the team. That's awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is just when the Cubs won, and I think Lee's you were talking shit like you know the Cardinals are just gonna like get good and win again, right? Yeah, because that was and around was like, the time when they were like, bet you loser, hell no. That's when they were expected to get like two, three of a like Bryce Harper and uh, Machado. They were like in on them, mm-hmm. and then uh, it turned out that they got neither of them. So, uh, man, but hey, so I, I I called myself on it, didn't I? Yeah, it's true. So that's a good man right there. Well, hopefully, uh, you don't have to pay for my hotel room. I'll come and I'll uh, I'll definitely try and do this nine and nine. Uh, it's going to get me through these terrible times. So, we, first of all, we need a baseball season. We need a deal, and then we can look at the schedule and uh, make it happen. But yeah, tell your boy Cap he, he's got. If he can't come to St. Louis, we got to go to a game with him at, at Comiskey. This this is making me excited again about <laughs> baseball season. Actually, no, fuck it. We're going to Wrigley because he owes Edgar. He still owes me for a bet. Also, he needs he needs to go to Wrigley in. A Cubs shirt and hat. And he's a White Sox fan. And he's a diehard White Sox fan, which is why. That's, okay, that's well, I can team. hook up the tickets for that one. For there you sure. go. There you go. One, 100% love to see bets being paid off. That's in my backyard, as y'all know. We could get it done. We should just try it in multiple cities. I mean, it's going to be like maybe the air is different. We gotta, we gotta figure out all the variables. We gotta try out of Colorado. In the bleachers. Is it worth it to sit in the sun? Maybe the shade. I'm thinking about everything that can help me make this thing happen, and I'm gonna think about it until this deal gets done. <laughs> maybe, maybe San Diego was those shit brown uniforms. Maybe that will help out a little bit. You know, helps with digestion after the game. Yeah, thinner air, less humidity. I get you. Never know. Seventy degree temperatures. I hear that yeah, ballpark's I amazing, too. I think we had this conversation. <laughs> like, it's like, unbelievable said, there. like you said, it's probably in lost tapes of yet past, because like, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation about San Diego when we first started the podcast. No, Absolutely. we actually we talked about the uniforms. That's what it was, because you had a terrible take, Edgar. <laughs> the uniforms grew on me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not well, going to lie. What was, what was the take? I forgot. That oh, I hated. That looked like shit. I thought they were bad. Like They legit looked like poop. Like They were just brown uniforms. <laughs> Yellow accents and it's just like this is this is bad. It's like someone acorn just took a shit and was like perfect. I know the perfect color combination for this uniform. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they got up, looked down at the toilet, they're like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. But no, the, the the San Diego uniforms definitely grow on me. Yeah, and if we gotta make it a five by five just to go uh, or a nine by nine just to go and, and uh and check it out, I'm with it. So that's why baseball actually has to happen this year. Send this to the MLB, goddammit. Get your shit together, MLB. Yeah. What the fuck? Really, man. Fuck. It's money. Everybody has a ton of money that's holding this damn thing up. Fucking, you're not going to have anybody playing baseball. And they want to cut the minor leagues. Um, this is too much. They want to literally cut more of the minor league system, which is like, they just did that a couple years ago. I, I just can't fathom the incompetence at the top. Manfred's got to go and they got to clean the whole damn house and get somebody new in there to appoint new people who think about young fans first because it is a major problem, man. I mean, like, you're going to alienate old fans because they're going to want to watch the games. You're going to alienate young fans because kids were able to go to games last year and now they're not going to be able to do that. And how are you going to explain that to a kid? It's just, like, so hard to do. So they got to get it done. On a different note now, our uh, our – is our whiskey pig segment dead now that 
Football's over. <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys don't have any picks for NBA All Star Weekend because I, I mean, do, do. I really want to? Do I really want to bet NBA All Star stuff? I mean, uh, there's that. I, I tried to look at the at the UFC fight night, see if there was anything. Uh, I have no idea who the fuck's fighting. I do not recognize any of these names. No, I clicked on the UFC boxing. Is not going to be the move. I clicked on boxing. I know Lee's knows. I don't know shit about boxing. Well, the deep ends of boxing. Jorge Linares is boxing, but like. I don't know, Lee's. That, that might be a, a whiskey pick for you. Unless you actually I mean, have a whiskey pick. He's kind of washed. But. All right, well, if you guys don't have picks, I guess we'll all just ride mine. And you're gonna have going to give three. To be, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have three bets in. I'll tell you that. I don't know if I want to give them all out. We fucking ride, um, boys. All right, well, listen. Nah, just, just give out your, your, your one whiskey pick. My we'll, one we'll whiskey pick. Five of the last seven NBA All-Star games, which means all of the ones with the Elam ending, which if people don't know what the Elam ending is, whatever the score is at the third quarter, after the third quarter, they set a spread, and then whoever gets to that number first wins. So I think it's like you add eight and a half, eight points to whoever is losing. Or no, whoever's winning has to score I don't, I don't remember how it works, but anyway, <laughs> uh, before I like make an ass out of myself, a great start. the game ends on the last point. So there's a target point and it's been over five of the last seven seasons. And I'm just going to ride the trend. It's the over under is 318 and a half points. <laughs> and last year's game ended 170 to 150. So very close. I think there's going to be much more scoring. There's a lot of players that, you know, I think are new that are going to be really excited to get in there and show what they can do. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to go over because why would you bet an under in an all-star game? It's going to be super fun. There's going to be a lot of players that are going to be showing out. I mean, John Morant's in the game, and that guy, as long as he's healthy, he's going to go super hard. I can definitely – under you know, I could definitely see that. So over three 318 and a half, if you're listening to this podcast, I would bet it immediately because i feel like that number is going to continue going up so that's my pick over 318.5 on sunday i'm not putting the mortgage on it but i might bet what the garage costs on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah something you feel you're gonna ride with i have absolutely nothing i'm like looking at dk right now and i'm like oh shit also another trend team lebron's 4-0 straight up and he assembled an insane all-star game roster like there's probably seven hall of famers on that team that he picked <laughs> i so, you know what it's super weird because i actually just saw that i um pulled up i pulled up on espn and shit like different shit different sports and it was like te- team durant was like zero and one in their last effort and then it was like mm-hmm. team lebron actually had five straight wins and it's like mm-hmm. jesus christ lebron's been the fucking captain for the past decade like how the, sh- how the <laughs> fuck <laughs> he's trying really well, hard I to like, get that mvp and i like that they did it like that you know i thought it was really funny i don't know if you guys watched it but it was like the day that uh harden got traded and kd was like nah i'm not picking him i need size and he picked rudy gobert so there's some <laughs> drama harden's not gonna play because he's hurt but the, the NBA seems to always have the T and the drama. So I, I imagine it's going to be a really, really high-scoring game. Um, 
And like I said, it, life's too short to bet the under, so why not bet on the points and just cheer for every score? It's not like they're going to play any defense anyway. Let's. Who is in the three-point and dunk contest? Okay, three-point contest, and I'm doing this, is C.J. McCollum, Patty Mills, Zach Levine, Luke Kennard, uh, the guy from Memphis, the swole dude that shoots uh, – Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Trey Young, Fred Van Vliet, and there's one more that I'm missing. But that's pretty good. I think I gave you seven out of eight. <laughs> I'll take Fred Van Vliet. He seems like, he's, you know. He's he one of the favorites. Story. Is he really? Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I, I can see a guy like that. You know, he has something to prove. Guy from Rockford, undrafted. You know the whole spiel on Fred Van Vliet. That looks like, that sounds like something that he'll try really hard to 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 win. And yeah, sure, why not? I'll throw it at that. Nice. I, I'm gonna just I'm just go Jalen Green dunk contest because in the in the game that boy tries to take people's soul. Hell yeah, yeah, he does. He's also the favorite. So I like Is we're he? going chalk here. We're going over. It's been over every time. We're going Jalen Green. He's the favorite. Fred VanVleet. He's the favorite. I think VanVleet's the co-favorite with Trey Young. But sometimes I watch Trey Young and he he's weak as hell. So I would not pick him. I fucking hate that guy. I don't like Trey. <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> But it would be cool to see Zach win if he's healthy. Obviously, we need to make sure we need he's got his knee about him. But I know he really wants to be the only person to win them both. Um, that would be a really cool story in the midst of a season that obviously has been really cool for us Bulls fans. So hopefully he's healthy enough to do it and then obviously continue playing the rest of the year because, like Lee said, you know, we're going to need him badly. <laughs> And that does it for this episode of Yap Chicago. Once again, you can follow the show on Twitter at Yap Chicago underscore or on Instagram at Yap Chicago. Uh, if you like this episode, got a thought, give us a call, leave us a message, 312-985-6006. Don't forget, when you go and listen to our podcast, leave us a, a review, hit the five stars, all that stuff, no matter what platform you listen to us on. Uh, you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at EP773 underscore. Anybody? You can follow me on Twitter at Lee's nine two two, and uh, Instagram at Alicia Corral. And you can follow me at Mike Alex Bowling on all platforms. Don't forget to visit tripecoffeeco.com and use promo code YAPSHY for ten percent off of your order. For Lee's, for Bowling, I'm Edgar Perez. This is Yap Chicago. Thanks for listening. Nine by nine, baby, let's go. <laughs> Does does Lee's pointing up mean I'm supposed to go? I think that's where you yeah. were in the uh, in his in his <laughs> bracket of faces. I thought you were just like doing like the Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's what you I should have put my whiskey pick. It's fucking uh, the elimination fucking chamber. <laughs> elimination chamber this Saturday. Don't forget. To- <laughs>